When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast where everybody knows you're gay, <laughs> and you're always glad you came. Spill game. C U M E. I do that song last every time I do piano bar. No, I thought you it's... did like the everyone go away. The closing you time. You don't have to go home, but no. fuck off no, here. Not. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality, and today I'm so excited. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, you are. We're going to talk about Star Trek. Yeah. Cool. Wait, no. We're going to talk about sci-fi. Well, you're going to... I heard I'm... you say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost... No, we talk about science fiction. I almost did a, a Star Trek You should have known better segment. than to even well, I think knew, about Well, I knew it. you were... But mine was going to be interesting. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. That's fair. But first... But first... Oh, um, I wanted to let you know I watched that Gay Jesus movie. Oh, how was the Gay Jesus movie? It was really good. It was really funny. Um, it's in another language, which... Did you use subtitles or dubbed? Subtitles. Okay. The dubbed was not an option. Okay. <laughs> but I pretend like I chose to uh, listen to it in another language sure. and read. Yeah. Um, what other language? You know the, uh, the Portuguese? I think it was Portuguese, yeah, yes. Okay, because I like vaguely, I occasionally understood things. Yeah. Um, and gayish you occasionally <laughs> understand things um it was really funny i mean sure i would have found it even funnier if i knew anything about the bible they did have one trope i don't want to give anything away where there was like the the main character was the mask one and the the boyfriend was the femme one oh. um but overall really cool and someone sent us a message shit i didn't write down their twitter thing um and was like a lot of even gay people in brazil weren't like a huge fans of that so like there were even like mixed opinions in brazil yeah but is that the donald trump people are saying thing like who are these people oh well i mean he said his friends oh, okay so that's fair <laughs> i don't know people just say it yeah. <laughs> i just heard from people <laughs> like no yeah 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 this i think was his actual friends i i it was not full movie length is like 45 minutes which makes it a little bit easier more accessible in my mind i highly suggest you watch it especially if you know things about religion yeah yeah Awesome. Yeah. Uh, a quick programming note. Oh. Uh, because a that couple of... so official. I know. <laughs> because people have asked, the app makeover is still in progress, slash I started it last night. Because I made you. Because you made me. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, is, it is going to happen. It's just not on the... like. I think people assumed it would be like, already done, and here it well, all they, is. Well, they and... uh, uh, did say like two weeks. We need two weeks, but that... Is there's a presumption of like you have to do stuff to to make it happen? Yes, yeah, two weeks starting from tomorrow. Someday. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but that two week clock has not happened yet. So put your patience pants on, kids. <laughs> uh, which is way better than my lose your shit shirt. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Is that it? Well, yeah. Goodbye, everyone. This has been gayish. <laughs> <laughs> is it time for the news? Yeah. Great. Wait, oh, what? What, Dan? 
Oh, I was going to ask if you when you want corrections or... Oh! That's right. Corrections about lady balls. Let's hear it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so in our last episode, Ovaries, uh, there was some conversation about hysterectomies and uh, the... Uh, Dan, it's herstorectomies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I won't even go into the etymology of oh, God. hysterectomies don't. and... Hysteria and because of the lunar cycle and that you have your period once a month, it's yeah. all a whole big thing. Like, Women are werewolves. That's rude. Mike. <laughs> That's so rude of you to say. No, they attract werewolves uh, when they're on their period. Kyle. Got it. <laughs> Teen Wolf coming soon. Wow. Uh, so the there there was a there was the implication was made that a hysterectomy uh, is generally the removal of both the uh, the uterus and the ovaries and the fallopian tubes in between. It's not entirely the full picture. Um, generally, they would try to leave the ovaries in the body because they're your, you know, sex hormone producing things. They're part of the an integral part of the endocrine system. You don't want to take those out unless you have to. Um, and they do have connective tissue to other parts of the body. They're not just free floating on the fallopian tubes. Um, so a total hysterectomy is just the removal of the uterus. Um, if you remove also one or both of the ovaries, that's a ophorectomy. If you remove the fallopian tube in addition, which generally is the case, um, if you're removing both the uterus and the, you're going to take the, not leave the fallopian tube just hanging out there useless, uh, that's a salpingo ophorectomy. Um, and then... Pinga? Uh, Selbingo? <laughs> Selbingo! <laughs> and that can be just what, like, you. they may then leave just an ovary and a fallopian tube. Another reason to leave the ovaries is you can still harvest eggs from the, the, the ovaries later, and then you could have a surrogate, you know, you could do um, other forms of fertilization. Um, and then the what, what I think was being discussed maybe was a radical hysterectomy, um, and that's generally uh, for dealing with something like cancer, where you have to remove enough tissue to make sure that you've got all the cancer. No, it's not like an 80s radical <laughs> No, it's not a radical feminist hysterectomy. <laughs> it's just a radical hysterectomy. Um, and uh, in that case, they remove the uterus, the fallopian tubes, both ovaries, the cervix, a portion of the vagina, and surrounding tissues. They, like, everything's mm. gone, and you get a very short vagina, I guess. I don't know. I think Robin called that the kitchen sink surgery. Yes. Kitchen yes. Sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the radical one. So, um, just to make sure that's clear to all our 85% male listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really think dudes need to know more about women's bodies myself included like we don't know about them and talk about them so. especially the straight ones get it together yeah you're yeah. inside there so you should know what you're putting your dick into mm -hmm. this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. it sure is hey mike hey Kyle. what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day okay we talked about this the last time we recorded an ad and i said i thought i would do cooking uh-huh i actually did i talked to my therapist and she was like what would you do for an extra hour and i said i would cook and so i did and this weekend on saturday i made a recipe i'd never made before it was french onion mac and cheese and it was delicious well if you want to improve your mental health be a podcaster and record an ad about mental health yeah <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's completely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash gayish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gayish. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash gayish. French onion mac and cheese. That's what makes me happy. Yum. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Do you remember when prep came out and it was a game changer? Oh, my God. Biggest news. We were all excited to get our hands on it. Well, it's happening again. (laughs) It is. Imagine a world where STIs are no more. Doxypep is what we're talking about, everybody. You can get Doxypep from Shameless Care, and Doxypep has been proven to be up to 90% effective at stopping STIs like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. It's just like PrEP was for HIV, but now for all of those other things, too. And where can you get this? You can get it from Shameless Care as a top telemedicine provider with board-certified physicians across 50 states. They have a mission of making DoxyPep accessible and affordable. Answer some medical questions on the website, and one of their physicians will prescribe DoxyPep to you. Viola! It's shipped straight to your door in discreet <laughs> packaging. <laughs> and DoxyPep at Shameless Care is crazy affordable, just $109 a year. That covers the online evaluation, the medication, and the shipping. So if you're ready to rewrite your story and discover the joy of carefree intimacy, visit shamelesscare.com slash gayish to take control of your sexual health. That is shamelesscare.com slash gayish. Your liberation is waiting. Be sure to use lube. (laughs) Okay. Okay, news. News. Wait, okay, hold on. Uh? I'm going to take you on a musical journey. Oh. Are you ready for this? Are we playing the Kesh album now? Yes. Or are we doing that later? Yes. <laughs> okay. She is now the news theme. Sorry, kids. <laughs> you have to listen to 45 minutes of Kesh <laughs> every episode. <laughs> okay. Let's go on this journey. Now let's go on this journey together. Uh, if you want to end up, if you want to just play the end result, uh, this could be a shrinkage or you can leave this all in here. Oh, okay. But the first thing for the news theme, uh, a very good suggestion came in from Big Fatty and I had considered something like it. Which is just that the news theme should be this. This is the part where Mike reads Kyle the news. <laughs> um, I, I thought that that was a little bit um, too on the nose. Yeah. And maybe, you know. You might start skipping ahead because you think ads are coming. Yeah. Could, yes. Yeah. Could be better. So I started looking for inspiration. Is time for the news, <laughs> news, news. You wrote a really good jingle Isn't there. That That's so impressive. Uh, John Williams is my uncle. Um, <laughs> Wait, John Williams wrote that song. Teams? He's not your uncle, though. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, God, no. Uh, well, okay. So then I thought, okay, well, maybe. Uh, that's a good place to start, but I, I wanted something funkier, something a little more international, you know? Wow, we are international. News, 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 news. It's the BBC News song. See, oh, oh, I didn't know that. that All of our... like a Swedish punk band that's the the bbc news okay Okay. i have to say your lyrical skills are right up there with taylor swift oh get (laughs) ready yeah oh it's gonna get better um okay so so then i decided to go like a different tack (laughs) 
News, 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 news. It's time to read the news, 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 news. Hate it? Take a snooze, 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 snooze. It's sad, so get a noose, 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 noose. Yeah. Wait, if it's not going to be that, I'm going to be very disappointed. Where do you go? How do you top that? How do you top that? Wink. Wink. Yeah, there's probably copyright issues with that. No, it's a parody. Well, oh. so, so then I started playing with pieces of your brilliance. <gasps> oh boy! News, 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 Okay. Okay. So I hate it. Oh well, <laughs> I'm not as good as Rihanna. <laughs> I'm gonna keep working on it. I'm gonna tighten it up. Wink, okay. Wink. <laughs> uh, News, news, news. Here's the news. 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 Don't get the blues. It's the news. That's the new theme song. Oh God, are you serious? I have to. I have to personally edit that into our episodes yeah i mean it ne- i need a shorter version of that obviously but but uh it, i think i'm onto something oh okay now it's really time for the news are you ready yeah 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 <laughs> i want to be past the part where i have to listen to my <laughs> i've gotten so used to hearing my voice i'm cool with my voice i know what it sounds like but this i'm not i wasn't ready for yeah okay okay great <laughs> maybe we'll make the um the rihanna theme a ringtone Oh, except that'd be weird if your phone was like news. It's like the news is you're getting a phone call. Oh God. Okay, so news the first. Yeah. So uh, on the 27th of March last year, Faisal Alizada, 23, was driving along and saw a dude wearing lycra bike pants. He was wearing. He was on a bicycle, and he said, "Oi, gay boy," and spit all over this man who was riding this bike so so i'll just fast forward uh the police were able to get some of the saliva off of his pants and dna tested and and found the dude and charged him based on his dna that was in his spit that he spat oh nice yep district judge samuel guzzi convicted him of assault by spitting telling him quote spitting at anybody is abhorrent and it makes it much more serious by the homophobic nature of the assault hmm where was this located uh england i believe it was london oh, okay um because it was the westminster magistrates court um, yeah we don't have shit like that yeah yeah also like we wouldn't care about homophobia enough no, to track no. somebody <laughs> no yeah 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 that that should be good it's that sucks homophobia bad uh it's no it's no good also it's interesting that different contexts the same thing if someone spit on me i might like in a different context would be hot <laughs> like you want to you want to recreate this as a scene in, yeah. the, in, in the bedroom? like a straight dude like you bag it and then spits on me yeah, while you're on a stationary bike <laughs> weird specific <laughs> fetish yep i get that i get that uh news the second um billy porter was on sesame street he was wearing his tuxedo dress tuxedo dress is it the one you he wore something yes at the academy awards last year he wore an, a, a tuxedo gown and he wore it on sesame street 
And uh, uh, Sesame Street shared photos of the Pose star on Facebook and Twitter on the show's set. This is from Pink News. Quote, Billy Porter bringing those fierce vibes to Sesame Street. They posted along a flame emoji and a hashtag about the show's upcoming 51st season. Uh, they have not yet confirmed when the LGBT plus icon will appear on the show. So they filmed it. It has not aired yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see i'm waiting for the outrage part well billy porter said quote y'all talk about iconic porter wrote on twitter i was tickled to meet elmo and the gang at sesame street (laughs) um and sesame street wrote on twitter an iconic day with an iconic person and they thanked porter for dropping by unsurprisingly a petition with more than three thousand signatures of outraged parents have has uh, appeared on the internet conservatives aren't able to handle (laughs) i love this sentence um a petition with over 3,000 signatures from conservative parents saying, how dare you have sure. a dude in a dress on my kid's show. Sure, sure. Um, quote, unfortunately, Pink News was unable to track down the world's smallest violin for the disgruntled conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love yeah, that. I think it's really exciting. Um, you know, Sesame Street has has been pretty subversive over yeah. the years um, and done a lot of things to represent oppressed minorities etc yeah and it's it's a it's pretty cool yeah it's cool to think that kids growing up would see that and think this is just a normal thing that that dudes can do yep i love that yep absolutely uh billy porter he's changing the world changing the world and breaking Who the, run law. the world billy porter in a dress. <laughs> uh i don't want to do this story the the Republican Attorney General of Texas is not doing his job. He's refusing to defend against a. Uh, he, he's he's taking the the bigoted position. Um, so this judge ruled against these people who are pro gay, and then they sued them, and then it's his job to decide what to do with that case, and he's not going to. Hmm. Uh, he's not. He refused to defend the body on behalf of the state. Um, his spokesperson said, quote, we believe judges retain their right to religious liberty when they take the bench. Anyway, mm. it's great. I'm so glad you didn't do that story. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, the last one, I don't know if I can get through it, because last when I was reading it, getting ready for the news today, I, it made me cry. So, hey, we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, Elizabeth Warren at one of the debates, oh, is the CNN Equality Town Hall, Jacob, a nine-year-old trans boy asked her quote what will you do in your first week as president to make sure that kids like me feel safer in schools and what do you think schools need to do better to make sure that i don't need to worry about anything but my homework (laughs) so at a event in cedar rapids this week warren was asked about her pick for secretary of education because betsy devos is such a cunt uh quote for my secretary of education number one it has to be someone who has taught in a public school (laughs) number two a young trans person asked me about a welcoming community i'm going to have a secretary of education that this young trans person interviews on my behalf and only if this person believes that our secretary or education nominee is absolutely committed to creating a welcoming environment a safe environment and a full educational curriculum for everyone will that person actually be advanced to be secretary of education I'm sure she didn't mean it, but she basically said that this like nine-year-old trans kid has to thumbs up her secretary yeah. of education. Yeah, yeah. I got chills while you're saying this. I'm convinced that, I mean, we've said this many times, like generations that are younger than ours are way smarter than everyone who's running the political world. Yep. <laughs> yep. Political tickle. Political me <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, so th- that's really cool. That's awesome. Yep. I, I think she's she's great and 
she will have my support if she gets the nomination. As will literally anyone. As will literally a toaster if yep. it has a D next to its name on the ballot because yep. I'm that bitch. Yep. That's it. That's the news. Well, you forgot the biggest news story. Oh, God. What? Kesha dropped a new album. Did she now? Mm-hmm. I just figured everybody already knew that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got it, we got it in the gay bulletin, <laughs> which interestingly is sent via owl <laughs> oh my windows are closed oh that's yeah yeah, yeah. that's why it. there's a dead owl on your <laughs> window <laughs> um well i want to thank patron oh hey mike hey kyle thank you for the news oh you're welcome okay uh <laughs> Patre- i would like to thank in addition to you i want to thank patreon members uh jordan nash Mike's lips are sealed for once in his life. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to say. I think now what I'm going to do is just give everyone a a cute nickname. So Jojo Nash. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that he's donating to us via Patreon now that his friends Crosby and Stills are dead. Cool. I get that joke. Um, (laughs) Old people got it. Yeah. uh, Sophia 2M. Is, is, is it just two letter M's or is it spelled something? That oh, 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 think? no. It's the letter number two. Number two, two is a number. Okay. <laughs> number two and then M. Great. Uh, the numeral two, the letter M. Yeah. I don't. This episode brought to you by. <laughs> uh, and Joshua Van Dyne. Van Dyne. V Money. Uh, so thank you to our Patreon members. If you want to get bonus episodes, content, get the episode a day early. Uh, Make me happy. Make Mike happy, which you <laughs> I don't know, you might care about. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash kish podcast. Uh, uh, I was going to c- try to, on the spot, come up with a tagline. Uh, uh, the, a membership in love. Okay. Well, maybe a new one next time. Okay. That, that's a little too nice for our brand. I oh, think. oh, a membership in fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, no, no, dial it in in the middle. Okay, there, somewhere. Somewhere between those two. <laughs> Join a membership where we kind of care about you. <laughs> Should we talk about we, sci-fi? Let's talk about science fiction. Okay. I think... I should go first okay. because I have something more general, broader than sci-fi, but sci-fi is a part of it. Okay. Um, Glad does a I'm glad uh, um, does a uh, thing where they monitor the movies uh, that come out from the major studios yeah. and rank how not rank, but like indicate how LGBT friendly they are, and, and especially year over year, see how we have progressed in LGBT representation. The gay Bechtel test. No, it's not that. Hmm. it's different um it's just number of characters and do they have yep. lines and are they yeah, but treated like a freakazoid no it's not even <clears throat> that detailed which something to keep in mind with the numbers it's a very low bar um where it's like do they have an lgbt character yeah yes or no and yeah. then they like say so they say yes or no for the major uh films that come out that year and then give okay. us numbers based on that you yeah. know who has an lgbt character who us gayish Oh, we have two. We have a hundred percent. And Dan, I'm and fucking Dan. right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have two. We also have three. Um, okay, so of the in 2019 of the seven major studios, uh, there were 110 films. Twenty had LGBT characters, uh, which is 18 percent, which is the second highest percentage. Uh, after 2016 which in 2016 that's when moonlight came out so that was just a a gay year i guess yeah it's interesting like 
to go down. Yeah. I would have thought that would have been more of a talking point. No, like gays love going down. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it is interesting that... <laughs> go ahead. Especially, <laughs> especially nowadays, you would think every year would go up and up, up. But I think there are like these phases where all of a sudden... I don't know what other gay movies there were, but like, you know, a bunch of gay movies get released and we're like yeah. keen on gays for like a year. And then we're like, okay, back to the straights. That was fun. Yeah. I don't know. Um, interesting tidbit. Disney had no LGBT films. Duh. <laughs> um, Wait, what about Beauty and the Beast? Gaston's friend, uh, Lafitte, whatever his name is. What's his name? I don't know, but that movie didn't come out last year, so I think that's why Disney didn't have any. <laughs> oh, He's not did. saying Disney in all time has never had a gay character. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe it's just because I saw it last year. <laughs> <laughs> they, they categorized the percentage of films Mike saw uh, had a gay character. <laughs> most How many of would them, that? Most, most of them, really? I think, yeah. Most of your movies would have a gay character. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Okay. So now we get into the part where um, we get we don't have exact sci-fi numbers. They categorize the different, um, they say, like, for comedy, for drama, and for genre films, which genre includes action, sci-fi, and fantasy slash horror, okay. uh, and family, and documentary. So all, those are all the categories they categorize. Comedy, year after year, tends to be the highest percentage of LGBT characters sure which I didn't look at the titles part of it is like it's easy to throw a gay character in a comedy to like be the comic relief yeah I don't know if that that is the case but that was my first like thought yeah sure um makes sense drama they're always pulling for the like tear jerkers and eye squeezers and you know that shit so you know we'll just roll with that nope eye squeezers yeah yeah when you're crying and your eyes squeeze shut um so for uh, for comedy, that was 35% of the comedy movies. For drama, that was 27% of the drama movies. For genre, there are 13% of them mm. uh, were had an LGBT character. There were zero for family, zero for documentary. Then yeah. again, there's only one documentary film. So like, I think last year was like one out of two. So it was like 50%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's so interesting. And that, it was about hate crimes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I, it's really interesting to me. Sci-fi seems like it would be such a fertile Mm -hmm. ground for Mm -hmm. telling lgbt stories Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like that's the case it doesn't like sci-fi is not you know giving us a lot of these numbers that can that would contribute to a higher percentage like 13 percent is really low compared to you know a quarter a third i just don't understand why and like things i read about sci-fi did seem to say that like queer representation was lacking and it's just so weird to me it doesn't make sense when this area seems like it'd be a great place to tell LGBT stories. Yeah, for sure. And it is. But is it? I mean, but they're not doing it. uh, I didn't do a whole segment about this, but I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, sure. like the time to. Oh, yeah, do it. I think gay people like sci-fi a whole bunch because like once you start talking about Mm non-humans, it opens the door for all kinds of non-conforming there's an openness that you have to have to enjoy science fiction to things different than yourself. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I think you're right. Science fiction should be more gay <laughs> than other genres and definitely more gay than it is. Yeah. But do you think gay people like science fiction? Um, Cause I think that there are a lot of people who pretend that they don't and then they love it. Uh, do you really think people are like facading as non-science fiction people? 
Yeah, I could just imagine some like pack of twinks not like liking it. Yeah, and, like yeah. ew, and yeah. then like secretly shame watching with popcorn in their bed. <laughs> Old episodes of Doctor Who or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I I think the idea would be. Oh, I think there are a lot of like th- same as the gamer like category. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a a small contingent of gays that are into that. I think there's something about it. I think you're right. Like you know, growing up LGBT, you kind of have your own fantasy world where you get to exist and be cool. So this is similar to that. It takes you into a fantasy world where you don't have to worry about your own problems and struggles. You get to much. I mean, that's part of why I love TV because I get to pause my feelings, thoughts, all the shitty things that are going on and just be absorbed in these stories. And yeah, I think that's a, yeah, like that's a a benefit of sci-fi. You get to get immersed in a world. Do you remember the Calgon commercials? Nope. Oh. Klingon, take me away. Okay. You want me to go next? Yeah. Okay. I love Star Trek. Okay. That was a good segment. <laughs> My turn. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about, like, your soup sci-fi nerd. I dabble. Like, I like... I'm not opposed to it. I've read sci-fi things that I like. I've watched sci-fi movies that i like but it's not like a big part of my life or i don't like seek them out actively so yeah like sci-fi and fantasy i have like hordes of people on my giant couch to watch my massive tv for science fiction yeah and fantasy. picard picard is what we're doing now mm-hmm. before that it was star trek discovery uh game of thrones for seven years like uh these are all these are all like totally my jam okay but that leads me to i've been like trying to piece this out what is science fiction versus fantasy because i wouldn't think game of thrones is not sci-fi yeah it's not it's fantasy so like what's the how how do you meet the qualification for being sci-fi it has to be future the future futuristic or uh future adjacent or if it's present day then something extraterrestrial I mean, but like, couldn't you tell a story of a fictional past where there's sciencey things happening? By the way, that's not a definition. I just like I'm just yeah. saying shit off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spitballing, which is my favorite sex act. Fantasy is <laughs> fantasy is like usually like medieval. There's wizards and monsters and dragons and magic and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I d- I just assumed you were going to say. What is sci-fi? Let's oh. do a definition. I'm surprised. No. Wow. Okay. It's like porn. I know it when I see it. I know it when I'm inside of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you can keep talking. Yeah. So Star Trek has had a lot of criticism over the years. The entire universe has for a lack of representation um, for LGBT people. So much so that it was a pretty big talking point when Star Trek Discovery came out and had a gay couple that were characters recurring character main cast characters uh, on the show and um it's interesting though because there's always been this like people you can tell people working from the inside that at least have queer sensibilities about things because mm-hmm. uh there there are lots of stories that sort of like snuck through the goalie or whatever um <laughs> when straight people get pregnant yeah. snuck through the goalie yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> my brain today i don't know what's up um so I was going to talk about three episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is what I grew up with, and it's the oldest of the series that isn't from the 60s. And um, the queer things that are there and in them, if you looked for them. Okay. And I certainly did. I noticed mm. as a 
tween yeah. and teen. Yeah. Uh, the, the oldest one is called The Outcast, and it's from season five. It aired on March 16th of 1992. The Enterprise uh, goes to this planet, and they go down to the planet on like an away mission, and I don't even remember like what the scenario was. But this is a species that uh, has no gender, and their system is built around genderlessness. And they sort of hint at how they procreate, that they inseminate husks, which I don't know what that means. But (laughs) anyway, Commander Riker falls in love with one of them, Soren. Her name is Soren. Also, she says, I have a gender, I am female. Mm. And... Um, then Riker finds out that not only is she female and feels like an outcast in her own genderless society, uh, but that they plan to forcibly s- change her gender that they um, like, <laughs> what's the way to say not gender confirmation surgery, but gender force you to fucking do Anti- it. Surgery. Anti-confirmation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> deformation surgery. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just the things that they're playing with there, right? Like, the idea that your gender could be something outside the norm Mm -hmm. that society would punish you for that or surgically alter you against your will without your consent for that. Um, And then for a human male character, Commander Riker to fall in love with someone who is at least gender non-conforming was, was pretty interesting. Now, some background to that episode. Uh, oh, sorry, we can talk about the premise of the episode oh. more. If well, you like. I think uh, one thing that um, I see is, and we've talked about this before, is that there are often ways that they try to get around the like either gay part or um, like try to justify it. Like, well, this person was an alien, or like I think it was like Hulk, where it's like, but this person used to be a male or something. Like, yeah. they try to make it into a kind of make it into a way that passes which this is interesting because you're almost describing a straight love story like yep. she's a female he's a male and they fall in love and and you could i mean i get the like idea that gender like the the they're reversing it so they can talk about the the norm of genderless versus one person that's that's female but at the same time it's like well i'm a female and i it's just like a story about a person who is a female. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, sure, sure, sure. Like, for, good for you. For 1992, sure, to have sure. a trans or trans-adjacent character is pretty subversive, Yeah, in, in my opinion. The other thing, um, I read some production notes about the episode. The In the original screenplay, Soren was male and asserted his maleness, and Commander Riker made out with him anyway. <laughs> and huh. that obviously had to change in 1992 yeah tv world yeah um the end of that episode is super sad because they put together a rescue mission and they beam down and uh uh, they find her and the surgery has already been performed and she's like no i have no gender now and i'm not down not into it Mm. yeah and, and that's another thing like a lot of them end with something sad and and again like i i watched and listen and read stuff about like sci-fi queer sci-fi tropes and and yeah that's a, a downside of a lot of them is ends with something sad and after one episode then it things just go back to normal and it doesn't pick up again yeah so awesome things about that and that's progressive for the time but i think it's still important to take a look at what it lacked yep to learn from that yep yep 
that episode sticks out to me a lot did that when you were watching it did that jump out at you like it, it was very confusing yeah what, how so um i mean i think uh, for obvious reasons sort of identified with this character feeling like an outcast i mean it's the t- it's mm-hmm. the title of the episode mm-hmm. and just that everybody else is on some level that i am not and i don't get it mm-hmm. that's a major theme in i think every gay person's life yeah. when they're in the closet anyway and that seems like a lot of sci-fi movies is like there's one person that doesn't fit in for whatever reason yeah. and has to break free and has to you know find their own way which i think is another reason that gays would like sci-fi yep yep absolutely but then it also sucks right like the way it ended sucked yeah like sometimes you don't get to marry a dude and be happy gay forever sometimes yeah. you m- marry a redheaded woman instead and <laughs> i'm guessing that's what happened <laughs> no that's that's what happened to me in, oh in real life. she had red hair <laughs> yeah i never i don't think i actually met her i've never pictured her with red hair oh we should try to get her on the show nope that'd be fun nope her and trevor at the same time nope no okay wow. Good. um call it exes um <laughs> again yeah um just she took a chance. She asserted her femininity and Do Alyssa? No, sorry. Back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> she emotionally dom topped. <laughs> no, um uh Soren, the character in the outcast, she asserted her femininity, she asserted her sexuality, and uh ultimately it didn't work out. Like society won. Her society won mm-hmm. in the end. And I don't know, that's that's a not so good message for a kid who's watching it you know feeling different yeah and feeling helpless in a society that is really very cruel and lacks compassion but also probably a fair (laughs) outcome like an understandable outcome for the time yeah which science fiction uh star trek in particular uh has a whole bunch of episodes where there's this individual from a society who has some desire to not conform Mm -hmm. and they end up losing yeah they, well, that's, they end up conforming. The one I was researching that I don't remember the title for was the first like lesbian kiss. Mm. And it was the species of people who... Um, We're going to talk about the trail oh, next. Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah. But not that episode. But not that episode. Uh, oh. The episode you're thinking of is from Deep Space Nine, Deep Space I believe. Nine. And yeah. the episode was Rejoined, which was season four, episode six. Oh. Uh, Matt Baum, actually, who we've had on the show talking about gamers, uh, did a his culture cruise uh, series web series yeah. on yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah. that talks about this episode specifically, which I really liked. is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep, the trill are a species that <laughs> <appear>. <laughs> yep, 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 banned, <laughs> banned, totally. Um, are species in Star Trek where there is a host and there's a symbiont and. Uh, their whole society is built around this idea that they're run by these like worm things that kind of look like the maggot that Gina Davis gave birth to in the fly. And they are put into these host bodies that are grown for them. It's very problematic from an ethical standpoint. (laughs) And when they're implanted, they control that body. So that body is them, but it's the mind of this weird worm thing that is inside of them. (laughs) And I like that you're worried about the ethics of this, like worms. (laughs) Have yeah. you thought about this? Because that seems rude. Well, because the host bodies have lives before they are implanted with a symbiont. They like can talk and like have lives. Like hmm. you're enslaving, you're yeah. subjugating an entire functioning race of people so that you have these bodies that you can steal and live in. It's yeah. very problematic. Yeah. What? I disagree with that framing of 
the entire premise of trills and okay hit me it's a great honor to be chosen to be one you're not they're not being raised specifically like cattle to be hosts they it's they have their own culture and not all of uh the people are chosen to be a host you have to like study and you have to be like meet certain criteria of like that your body is going to be strong enough and your mind's going to be strong enough to be able to get go through the conjoining with the host yeah it's a great honor sure yeah and they're presented as protagonists most of the time if i were going to enslave an entire species and then eat them for meat (laughs) i would convince them that it was an honor to do that like the fact that they believe it is an honor to do so to subjugate themselves does not make it okay interesting the trill are evil and i hate them but lots of really (laughs) lots of really great characters lots of really interesting storylines because of them and i i think that there's serious ethical problems with their society that doesn't exist this is the beauty of sci-fi none of this is real that's why i'm like (laughs) it's interesting that you're like worried about the ethical dilemma because like that's the entire point of the episode like you're i guess you're supposed to talk about those ethical dilemmas but uh one of the things i'll be talking about in the patreon segment actually it's a similar sort of like does this is this person capable of giving consent to be doing the thing that they're doing yeah. or is this a travesty and it sounds like you'll you'll be siding with the very talented dr beverly crusher i heard her <laughs> <laughs> crusher i hardly um i mean she does fall in love with a candle she's not that awesome <laughs> <laughs> does she yeah a ghost candle she falls in love with a ghost candle oh because candle wasn't enough yeah. we need to, um i just realized uh when you're talking about that i really like rick and morty which that's absolutely science fiction um like rick is a scientist and and they, i just thought about that because they have episodes that are similar to that where like things take over and and like have host bodies and yeah. control them yeah um yeah I sensed a segue coming. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for me to tell you stuff? I think so. Yes. Okay. Well, hit me uh, first. I'm not going to talk about banging data. Don't even ask. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we almost made it one episode. <laughs> so close. Um, well, first, this is not like a full segment, but first I wanted to. But first. But first, uh, I wanted to walk butt first into a recommendation <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of a I don't know if it's exactly a, a sci-fi podcast, but it's a, a, at minimum a fantasy podcast. It is called Gay Future. Okay. And I personally, like being someone who's like... Do you remember the Saturday Night Live sketch Gays in Space? No. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> this is going to be an episode full of things people <laughs> love, but I have no idea what you're talking about. It's the, the, like the... The sketches actually weren't that great for gay people, and but I laughed and I thought that they were funny. But it's they're, they're it's problematic. But the whole thing is worth it just to hear Maya Rudolph sing the theme song. <laughs> Fucking fantastic! Do yourself a favor, YouTube. Look at Maya Rudolph singing the theme song to Gates in Space from Saturday Night Live. Continue. And then, and then after that, check out the Gay Future <laughs> podcast. So I think it's great for people like me who you know i'm interested in a, a little bit and if there's a compelling story, I'll, I'll listen to it. But yeah. um, it is about a guy in the future in this future society everyone is gay great and the main character so they all die off just like so, the conservatives and then <laughs> it ended in one generation they didn't really think that through um it's not working why aren't you pregnant um so the main character though is heterosexual and he's struggling mm. with his sexuality i'm gonna play you know, it's really hard to be straight these days it's so difficult um it's uh, it's hilarious i i talk about a lot of things that i'm like oh, i really like this i listened to you know part of this for uh the podcast to, to like research or whatever and then 
I mean to, but I don't end up going back to it. This is one that I will absolutely continue uh, listening to. So I'm going to play a portion of episode one. Oh, who even are you, man? Just some virgin who's never sucked a dick. Hey, I suck like so many dicks. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> it was just so good at being quiet. <laughs> it's like hard. So hard. It's like the densest diamond. What? And then it melts in your mouth into... <laughs> Soup. It's very clear to me that you have never sucked a dick. Then it explodes, and all your teeth fall out. And then a larger, older version of you walks in, pats you on the head, and says, You're sucking a dick. Yes, you are. Kisses you on the forehead, and then does all your chores. So yeah, I've sucked several. You're a freak. And you're now an enemy of Chad and the masks. I'm Chad. These are my masks. Yes. Let's go, boys. <laughs> hey, you okay? I'm Mikey, by the way. Tristan, wow. Where'd you learn how to suck dick like that? Oh, uh, I died for three seconds as a baby in the fire that killed my parents, and that's what I saw. Cool. <laughs> that's fucking fantastic. It's so funny it's so well written it's so well produced it's an audio drama that i just it has six episodes they're like 30 minutes each so like very attainable very yeah. graspable no there's a word for this very in digestible i don't know um, assimilatable sure <laughs> resistance is futile <laughs> put the ass in assimilate um okay so futile that's, or futile oh if you want to be douchey futile it's like saying naivete okay so what I'm really going to tell you about is yep. Orson Scott Card, writer. I know that name. Yep. Writer of? Your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed at you for the, this, <laughs> I need to give stage cues so people get it. Um, he is not the writer of the starting game. He's the writer of? The starting ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Ender's Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you really didn't. Um, Ender's Game. Uh, do you did you read this growing up? No, I did not. And I remember that Asa Butterfield was the kid that was the kid, and is now in Sex Education, which is my favorite show of all time ever. Season two just came out a little bit ago. Oh, you're talking about the movie? Yeah. It was originally a book by Orson right. Scott Card, right. and uh, we read that in school growing up, and it was something that like I actually enjoyed reading wow. on like piece. What's War and Peace? Yeah, I was like, Put a Suplenia in Nakazanya. Yeah, they had. They would not have you read War and Peace. It's like fourteen hundred pages. Oh, I, I, I didn't even say War and Peace. I said Crime and Punishment, which they do make you read. Oh yes, I <laughs> didn't read that. That was one. You know, <laughs> when you had to read stuff, we had to show like annotations to prove we read it. And I would sit in study hall with my friend, and we would just like flip randomly and highlight shit and write things <sighs> like theme and like. And you were a bro. Like, <laughs> I, I really liked that and i've tried to read it even as an adult several times but then i get really tired um badge of honor maybe that's what i'm thinking of anyway uh i had to read books is annoying so the book is about i'm not going to talk too much about the book but the book is about this kid ender who is a kid <laughs> have we mentioned that he's a kid mm-hmm. i don't know um and he has to fight the like cyborgs or whatever um and he's like playing like through playing video games almost and uh the the reveal this is like you don't need spoiler alerts for something that's like 30 fucking years old but um (laughs) he it turns out like what he thinks is a practice run is the real thing yeah 
gayish. <laughs> this is just a practice episode, right? We'll record the real thing later. Has this been good yet? I don't know. You tell us. Um, actually, don't. I don't want to know. Um, so, turns out Orson Scott Card soups homophobes. Um, he that's problematic. Yeah. So he did a, a variety of things that I won't go into like all the deets, but he wrote uh, in 1990, wrote an essay in favor of laws against homosexuals. Uh, then again, even homophobes can make progress. It's not a lot of progress, but in 2013, he sa- he wrote that since the U.S. Supreme Court ruled those laws unconstitutional, he has no interest in criminalizing homosexual acts. So like, hey, you made a little you, great you took one step in the right direction. Um, slightly less shitty. And that's slightly respectable. Like, well, I lost time to get over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he still like thinks we're pedophiles, but you know. Yeah going the right direction i mean it's funny because he uh he said that he got criticized in his 1990 essay for both uh being homophobic but he also said he got criticized for being too supportive of homosexuality which like this is one of those things where like both sides (laughs) i'm respecting both sides you don't have to like that's not I, i think especially with the internet it's so easy to hear different all these different different viewpoints yeah. you don't have to respect both sides and there's anymore. a critical mass at which the other side should like be allowed to exist right like if it's if it's a hundred to one mm-hmm. group a and Climate group b change. and then you bring the one person from group b yeah and put them against somebody from group a on tv it looks like they're 50 yeah. 50 because they are on camera yeah. right now yeah totally. but no one of them's a fucking idiot needs yeah. to shut his goddamn whore mouth <laughs> Getting so angry at this (laughs) hypothetical person that you hate. Um, Anyway, but what I really wanted to talk about is like this was I remember really liking this book and then you know hearing about Orson Scott Card being shitty and you know we've seen this time and time again. uh, J.K. Rowling, yeah, God rest her soul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People that we love or or work that we love anything kevin spacey mm-hmm. uh anything bill cosby like mm-hmm. uh, kids say the darndest things no they don't because you drug them they can't <laughs> talk anymore um, <laughs> oh, um so like i, I struggle he, with he drugs them and gives them to kevin spacey <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Robin Wright, save us. Um, save us, unlike how you didn't save that TV show. Um, okay, so we, we've talked about this a little bit, but I feel like we've danced around it. Like, how do you deal with things you used to like, oh, but yeah. now it turns out the author, like, it's not the work that was problematic. It yeah. was the author himself. Yeah. And, yeah. And is that different than, like, a performance? Yeah. Like, is it? I don't know. And even, well, I mean, I guess the similar thing can apply to, um, you know, if later you, like so much shit later that, you know, I used to like 10, 20 years ago when I was growing up. Now you're like, oh, that's either homophobic or that's transphobic. Yeah. But at the same time, there are things that are progressive about it. Friends is a good example where yeah. Yeah. they had a lesbian relationship, which was really progressive for the time. Then again, there was a lot of homophobic stuff in there. Yeah. So... I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard for me to like, I don't know what to do about it or or, like how I should feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I think I get it. I get it. And we have to focus, I think on what's actually causing harm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think this is going to be a popular opinion. And I think it's perfectly acceptable to watch every single episode of House of Cards because Kevin Spacey's performance is mesmerizing and captivating and wonderful. And the fact that he's a dirtbag doesn't change the fact that that art that he created is magnificent. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that sort of schema can be applied in most contexts like jk rowling also a dirtbag apparently mm-hmm. harry potter's great yeah. reading it is fun yeah it's made an important contribution to our culture yeah and i think it's okay to continue to read them hmm. now that's a little problematic because she gets more direct royalties or money from, from people buying those books but go ahead and steal it <laughs> like <laughs> well that i mean that's one piece that like i do think you can do which is what currently contributes to this person making money Mm -hmm. and so how do i not let that person keep making money so now buying harry potter books contributes to her money so yeah can you like i was gonna say adopt a book from someone else (laughs) that's not what it's called (laughs) but um but then again i was even like that was my uh that's what happened to orson scott card well it went both ways hi bisexuals um he was uh asked to be a guest author for dc comics but uh there was a petition which caused that to be on an indefinite hold Mm. it's such a weird stupid phrase just fucking say you're fired i know i know it's so weird um at the same time you referenced the enders game movie which came out in 2013 um geeks out i didn't do that right it's out all capital and exclamation point geeks out Mm um had a boycott but it didn't i mean the the production studio uh distanced themselves from orson scott card but the movie still came out yeah and I was like, okay, you can, you know, boycott all their future shit that they do so they don't keep making money and all that stuff. But then at the same time, it's like, if you loved Ender's Game growing up, you would love to see that thing turn into a movie and want to see that movie. Yeah. So it's really difficult to balance, like, your personal interests versus, like, the politics of, you know, the the context of that, the people behind that. Yeah. And I think there are some, like, the very super left people that would say like no it doesn't ma-. it's almost like the chick-fil-a thing no it doesn't matter how much you like this chicken sandwich yep don't support it it's also like the chick-fil-a thing in that it really um you don't have to know where Did I say it's like chick-fil-a or chicken sandwich you it's said like, okay okay and then you said chicken sandwich okay okay i don't need to know where all of my money is going to know that it shouldn't go there because yeah. one of the things i worry about is like how many people out there are fucking crazy ass bigoted homophobes and i just don't know it yeah and yeah. i'm i'm enjoying their art when secretly because they keep their mouth shut they are a nazi yeah yeah tom cruise comes to mind like <laughs> mel gibson comes to mind mm. yeah it's it's a uh, I don't know. I, I don't need to know everybody's political philosophy to to decide whether to watch or not watch their stuff. But yeah. if somebody is clearly a dirtbag, then yeah. then now you have something to actually consider. Right? Yeah, but yeah. So what? Yeah, what do you? I just it, you wait for them to die. Oh, and so then it's stop. okay. <laughs> you kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I st- I don't I don't feel like I have a good answer, and I'm not on the extreme side of like you can't do that anymore because yeah. i mean we all are living in this world just trying to just trying to make it through our everyday lives like a mary tyler moore in the city <laughs> <laughs> but and like if you love a book like read that book what i just uh, my brain is in a weird place today you said mary tyler moore in the city of angels in the outfield like i just <laughs> 
<laughs> Stringing them together. Outfield. I can't think of another one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's an Outfield of Dreams. Out- oh, that's so good. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. That was so great. Great. Also, <laughs> anything Mary Tyler Moore. Mom, what are you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> she just has the weirdest voice. Um, she's a beloved hero and yeah. classic. Um, yeah, I, I don't have an answer. I, I still like the things I like. I still watch things that end up being homophobic. I do think you need to put things in context mm-hmm. of DOMA, uh, Defensive Marriage Act here in the U.S., which was Bill Clinton signed, which is very progressive for the time, ended up being really shitty for gay people because it said states could decide on LGBT rights. Yeah, prevented a federal constitutional amendment. Let states do really terrible yeah, things, right? Yeah, like how do you? Yeah, I'm making a balance with my hands, kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it it's, it came across in your voice. I could hear the balance in your in your the timbre of your voice. Yeah. So I don't really have an answer. The Jeffrey timbre of my voice. <laughs> Dan and I joked about it oh, earlier. Speaking of other shitty people, Jeffrey timbre. Yeah. Right. Um. I think we're also as a society, as a people, are really bad at leaving it at a dichotomy of there's good and bad, like we want there to be an answer yeah. and there's good and bad in everything. And those exist at the same time and can be opposing forces and seemingly contradictory, but they're there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So life is messy. Life is messy. Just like Ashley Simpson said. So on Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Did you only do Star Trek segments? Yes. Okay. Well, there's more to sci-fi than well. There absolutely is. There absolutely is. And, I love Star Trek. I think it's great. I think it's iconic. I think that it has affected more people than arguably any other franchise besides Star Wars. Mm. And um, I I think that it is a good lens through which a lot of sci-fi can be viewed or understood. And I'm lazy. And I know Star (laughs) Trek really, really well. (laughs) Why is it a good lens to view other sci-fi? Because they they shamefully, shamelessly borrowed from other franchises, other ideas, and oh, oh. Uh, incorporated them into the show. Mm. So it's uh, kind of the uh, the encyclopedia of sci-fi. I guess since every episode could be a different topic, they could like pull, like you said, like all these different ideas and put them into a series. Yeah, and they were like, "Fuck!" There's seven seasons, and back then seasons were twenty some odd episodes. There's a fuck ton of Next Generation. Is that the one we tried to watch? Yeah, I made you watch like three episodes, and then you fell asleep. Like, I, <laughs> you were very tired. I watched them. I, it was more than three. I, it felt I, like twenty. I, <laughs> it felt like I watched the whole season. But this is important. Did you start with season one with him? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah. I said it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, we were gonna try to push through it, but that uh, didn't happen. So season four, episode 23 was called The Host, and it aired on May 11th of 1991. Even in Star Trek, no one is the host. (laughs) God. (laughs) We live in a future where everyone hosts. There is totally a joke about Trill on Scruff. (laughs) I just need to figure out the punchline, too, about hosting. Uh, uh, Um, uh, uh, I thought you meant, like, get your slug inside my body and control me. Yeah. Exactly. Although if you call your dick a slug, I might not be. <laughs> or do I love it? I don't know. So Dan hates Dr. What Crusher. Is dick, what? What is dick but a, a millipede made into a fleshy. <laughs> Never mind. Crusher. Yeah. What, what is dick but a millipede with no legs? 
Um, a flesh-colored, no-legged millipede? <laughs> uh, the host was a Dr. Crusher episode and uh, the Trill. And so the Trill, there's the, they're the like the worm in the yep. people that yep. take over their body thing. So one of them, it comes to the Enterprise, and he is an ambassador on this like really important mission. And so they take him to this other, these two alien species are fighting with each other, and he's got to like sort it out, and only he can do it, this ambassador guy. And he's Trill, and he and Beverly start like really hitting it off. Like Beverly he, is the Doctor Dr. Crusher, Doctor Crusher, which yeah. I know that because yeah. I've seen it. Uh, they're like macking on each other, like totally. They like hook up, they they bang, etc. But he's real sick. More importantly, his host body is sick. So she bangs a sick dude. Well, I mean, I don't think she knew that he was sick. Oh, okay. It's also the first episode that the Trill appear in. So there's some things that have issues continuity wise, mm. but. Um, so in order to make these talks go well, they take the worm out of the sick body, let the sick body die. So the body that Dr. Crusher was fucking <laughs> dies. They put the worm into Commander Riker. And so the Trill takes over Commander Riker's body mm-hmm. and then does performs the talks. Can't stay in Commander Riker's body for very long because it will reject the Trill because humans are not Trill. But it works temporarily. So then there's this whole thing. I forget if they actually bang or not, but like Dr. Crusher is like, because the, the Trill guy in Riker's body is like, hey, let's make out more. Oh. And she's like, um, but this body is like a friend of mine. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. Um, so clearly she's not gay because she would be okay to fuck a friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then another Trill uh, host body is like delivered to the Enterprise and they transfer the Trill um, Odon is, is is their name into this new host body and it's a woman so the, the body of this being has changed gender and there's a scene at the very end where this woman, this female body totally hits on Dr. Crusher in her office and I wish I could find the exact quote but Dr. Crusher turns her down. But what she doesn't say, I'm not into chicks. She doesn't say that grosses me out. She says, I can't handle all this body swap and stuff. Like, I can't handle all the changes. It's just, I can't get my head around that. Mm-hmm. And so then she kisses her on the hand and goes away and leaves the ship. And my lady. <laughs> it's episodic TV, so like it stops. Um, <laughs> so the episode ends per episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, and then, like, it's never spoken yeah. of again. Yeah, or, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, what is it? The quote is from uh, the super talented Dr. Beverly Crusher. Perhaps it is a human failing, but we are not accustomed to these kinds of changes. I can't keep up. How long will you have this host? What would the next one be? I can't live with that kind of uncertainty. Perhaps someday our ability to love won't be so limited. Oh yeah, and uh, what a powerful statement about is love really indefinite? Nope. Uh, unforgiving? Nope. Love in- is indelible? Nope. It's love unconditional. Unconditional. Okay. So I think an argument could be made that uh, Doctor Crusher is a demisexual. Demisexual. Mm. That she's in love with this personality. This mm. this person. Uh, and tell us what a demisexual is, Mike. Uh, no. <laughs> well it's someone that loves demi lovato <laughs> and Some, aren't we all demisexual someone that needs a personal relationship in order to feel sexual i don't know something like that 
We should probably actually look that up so that we Fine. can tell people the real thing. Uh, yeah, okay. Demisexual. A demisexual is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. It's more commonly seen in, but by no means confined to, romantic relationships. Okay, this is why I've said before that you're a demisexual. Yes. And you have not really claimed that or taken ownership yep. of that. I have said that you don't pay attention to the word strong in the definition oh strong you have like emotional a... connection i just need a emotional connection oh so you're like a quasi demisexual yeah a hemi demi sexual <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoy that <laughs> i i will self-identify as a hemi demisexual <laughs> <laughs> fuck you all here's the new <laughs> label um yeah that's that's go ahead uh this seems like another case where again i get the that that's progressive tells stories about love and genderless and whatever also there's an excuse for even though it wasn't about her being a woman there's an excuse for her not to be with her which seems like there's a lot of excuses why whatever gay relationship or trans thing isn't doesn't exist anymore or doesn't happen doesn't come to fruition yep and plus, Dr. Crusher had to be single so she could fall in love with a ghost candle and all the other fucking weird romantic things that they did with that character. <laughs> That's true. Which is why it's important for them not to be, like, the LGBT characters not to be individual episodes to be, like, you know. Cast members. Cast members so that they can keep telling LGBT stories and they can do stuff that's not just LGBT, that's just human. Yep. Which they did in Star Trek Discovery. Watch it. It's amazing. That's the yes, newest Dan? one with Anthony Rapp? Yes. Yes. Uh... One thing I wanted to show you show is uh, searches on No, keep your pants Google. on. No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Just... <laughs> uh, this is a Google search for sci-fi. Yeah, the channel. Uh, well, that shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me what you see. I see the Enterprise. The biggest picture of the pictures at the top of the little sidebar thing is mm. the Enterprise. Anyway, what, what I feel uh, like so, you're leading somewhere yes, that I'm not. So, okay. I mean, that is the pictures that are on the right-hand side, which I'm glad you pointed that out because that's the visual part. There's also, um, you know, standard links to like Wikipedia, Rotten Tomatoes, things like that, science fiction books. When you search for gay sci-fi, you get a few of the, the links. Yeah. Best science fiction book. Gay sci-fi. Oh, that's porn. Porn, <laughs> porn, porn, porn. <laughs> that's lots of porn. At least it looks like porn. It looks a lot like porn. The images that are... Uh, and then just, Archer in the bottom row? <laughs> no, that but that is a, a, a gay comic. That's like one of the few that's not like a shirtless dude on what looks like a romance novel or I something. would bang Archer so hard. Oh my God. He's a fictional character, I guess. But um, yeah, and so like I, I really hate that when you as soon as you put the word gay in front of sci-fi it means shirtless jacked dudes that's 50 percent of the images that appear and i think that speaks to one expectations anything gay anything with the word gay in front of it needs to have shirtless jack dudes this is why we have body image issues and also shows us that there is not a huge amount of uh, high quality gay sci-fi content because they're gay cinema in general that gay sin. Yep. Yep. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating that I think these are sometimes why gay people get linked to only it's frustrating that I think these are sometimes why gay people get linked to only like sex or 
um, only about, you know, whatever dirty shit. Like, I'm into dirty shit. It's cool, but... So, that's here's a question. Is that stereotype unearned? Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing is there's a lot to being gay, but, but straight people have made being gay only about the gay sex. Like, that's what they home in on. Mm-hmm. That's what they care about. That's what they have made illegal. That's them. So I think we have, we do talk a lot about sex, but it's also in response to what straight people have done to us. They've made it illegal. So we had to do things like go to bathhouses, tap our feet under stalls. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else. Yeah. Um, we see you Republicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there, I think another part of it is like, not gay specific because you're gay you get to be more sexually free and i wish straight people got to do that uh and so do they some of them yeah 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 (laughs) i mean some of them do it Mm -hmm. go do it straight people what what do you think um i mean i think i wonder if it's some sort of like societal internalized homophobia that apparently all gay people are capable of creating for ourselves is porn or shitty cinema mm-hmm. when we run that town we run hollywood like well do we though it, well okay except at the executive level i suppose but it, you should be able to gather you should be able to scrape together enough gay people to do something useful meaningful that like i don't know anyway i just i um I, yeah, I, I don't think we run that town i think it is straight white people that that run it yeah especially at the like production and executive level i just That's our time, everybody. Yeah, that's gay cinema flatlining. Um, I, 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 I think, I think we haven't done much to undo that stereotype. Yeah, and maybe we haven't been allowed to, or maybe there's not a critical mass there to make it successful enough that it can become a profitable enterprise with quality. All valid arguments. I just don't see. I don't know. But like like some some uh the East Siders comes to mind mm-hmm. as a as a potential outlier there of like it's good and it's well done and mm-hmm. it's super gay. Yeah. And like we need more of that or this idea that we're just into sex and that's the only thing that put gay in front of any kind of theater or, or cinema and it's gonna be porn. Yeah. We need we need more of that to undo that. Yeah. And then also the East Siders there's a lot of banging yeah. in it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, yeah, we, I think, yeah, we do do that to ourselves a little bit with like, you know, I, I always think about the instigays and I, I just hate them so much. And like <laughs> what attracts people is naked dudes. And that's not unique to gay people. Uh, that's on magazines and, and naked women. And, and, um, but that I think more so in the gay community that that's what attracts our attention. It attracts my attention. I'm not excluding myself. I'm not better than anyone. I like hot dudes and I look at hot dudes and I look at porn with Jack dudes and I, you know, stop and look at Twitter handles when I see a cute guy in a picture and then I hate myself a little bit for it. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I want, I'm, I am super supportive. I sex great naked people. Cool. Like do it if the only image you see out there is naked dude, naked Jack dudes that are white, like that's, it's problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Last. Yeah. I will do the fast version of this. and we're like hurting for time a little bit. Uh, Ooh, okay. that was a good one. Thank you. And the super bowel is about to start. Oh yeah. I don't care. No. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't even know who's playing. Me neither. Kansas City Chiefs, maybe? Which, um, we talk about cultural appropriation and <laughs> issues of representation and just fucking change it. Jesus Christ, white people. What's yeah. wrong with you? Okay. Yeah. Last. Last. Okay. I just want to talk about the, uh, this episode called The Offspring, which is the earliest of the episodes that I brought today of Star Trek The Next Generation. It was season three, episode 16. It aired March 12th of 1990. Uh, so data. Okay. Here we go. Who's going to put... Nope. What? But nope. I, I... <laughs> yeah. He's going to put his one in your zero? Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Moving on. Binary all night long. Okay, so um, he goes to this conference, and when he comes back, he makes a child. He makes an android and... Oh, like phys- like constructs. Physically constructs another android that is his child ends up being a daughter who is named lol but lol yeah she in learning more about her world and learning how to be human she ends up on 10 forward and talking she works for what on what uh 10 forward is like the the lounge uh, on the ship like where people go for recreation other there's the holodeck and there's 10 forward and Whoopi goldberg plays the character of guinan who is the bartender and she's fucking amazing in every episode Mm -hmm. and i love her but she decides to let lol work as a barback with her and um so she I, this weekend did some barback <laughs> did you oh god be sure to wear a cognac <laughs> and, um and lol lol asks about the human experience of love the line that was written in the script was guinan turns to lol and says quote when a man and a woman are in love and then goes on and explains it and whoopi goldberg refused to say that line Hmm. she said quote this show is beyond that it should be when two people are in love yeah yeah that's interesting because like you can tell you can trace it back to there are actually like present day humans writing this not you know future star trekians writing it and she's totally right that wouldn't make sense in that world where they're so open genderless yep and if you watch that episode her version of the line is what made it to screen she said i'm not saying that i'm saying it this way and there was a big fight about it but she won Hmm. and so um it's it's uh when two people when two people are in love i think that's pretty fantastic yeah whippy goldberg's amazing for her to have that level of testicular fortitude what am i looking for for (laughs) ovarian fortitude for for her to stand her ground in 1990 on an issue of sexual orientation i think just shows like there are some celebrities out there who have been allies in doing the good work for their whole careers it's not something that they just came to when obama decided he liked gay marriage (laughs) um and and she's one of them and she's fantastic yeah and she has an egot yeah is that a daytime emmy <laughs> whatever <laughs> but that's it that's that's the offspring um and i'm done talking about star trek on this episode so do i i don't need to watch star trek because i've just basically seen them all orally well i mean there's lots no of... that's pretty much it you covered it okay cool <laughs> sci-fi not as gay as it should be should we take a break yeah let's take a break go to 10 forward and take a break okay <laughs> This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. 
Are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. You were ready. You were I was ready about 10 minutes ago, you know but you and Dan you. had to just, yeah. Uh, we're going to do what? so much sci-fi. We I had know. It, it was a lot. Um, we're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, at gayishpodcast slash gayish gayish podcast and join our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855 gayish that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply and our email is gmail at gayishpodcast.com our mailing address we got i got, we a, got a letter i got a presidential academic no not academic a presidential fitness award patch yeah from yeah. someone so we could see you posted that to somewhere facebook yeah, yeah. and it's yeah that's funny but our address is p.o box 19882 seattle washington 98109 doing it who sent it should you thank that person um thank you so a special thank you from two a special thank you to donald from st petersburg florida for that weird ass patch thanks donald <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, great. Uh, my gayest is not realizing we're recording this on the day of the Super Bowl. That's my gayest. Oh, yay! We're sharing. Same gay. Um, not knowing that it was starting until Tiffany, who was on the app makeover episode, was like, are you watching it? It was like a week ago, and I was like, I didn't, when is it? And she's like, it's like a week. (laughs) Don't know who's playing I guess the Chiefs. And my straightest is I have a personal trainer, which I've been going to for a few months. And most people would like seeing all the dudes, but I hate. I It's just I feel uncomfortable. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. So I do not like being at the sweat chovy. Sweat chovy. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that the Polari word of the it's week? It's the Polari word of the week. That means Jim. 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 The sweat chovy. Oh, it's the whole thing. Sweat chovy. Okay, yes. Great. Yep. That's two different words. Sweat. It's like an, it's like an anchovy, chovy. but instead of an, it's sweat. Yes. Sweat chovy. Yes, because you're working out and sweating. Okay. What's chovy? No. Oh. Uh, okay. Great. My Polari app just that was the extent of its information. The sweat chovy. Che- sweat chovy. So take your eek to the sweat chovy and look at all the omies there. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do yours? Or do you oh, just want to sit quietly for a little bit? <laughs> we could do either. <laughs> On this episode of Gay, Mike sits silently. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> okay. Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week is exactly what you said. Recording this gayest podcast during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or the Superb Owl, as Big Fanny says. Mm-hmm. Um, and the straightest thing about me this week, uh, so I was interviewing candidates for a performance engineer uh, position at my work. And um, so, what's the fast way to say this? When you're testing a system you have to see how the system performs when it's under load and uh, mm. under stress. And, but this guy had no idea what he, like, I don't know. Anyway, he just kept talking about like how to put together the best loads <laughs> for a system. <laughs> you have to make sure that the load is big enough. Like he just kept talking about loads and loads and loads and loads this and loads that. And I just, I kid, I hadn't like, I had to keep, <laughs> Keep a straight face. You had to not giggle. Thing. I was chuckling like a frat guy the whole time. <laughs> um, and that's my straightest thing of the week. It's just how funny loads are. Yeah, wait, that's your straightest thing? All my fraternity brothers said the word loads a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, huh. like they're. In fact, I don't think that they said many other phrases to refer to their own ejaculate. 
ejaculate. Ew, that's okay. Uh, are we doing a listener's? We have a listener one. Probably. Hey, guys. This is Peter in San Diego, and I wanted to give you a gayest and straightest. My straightest thing this week was that I was off work, and I decided to refinish my kitchen cabinets, and they look pretty good. And my gayest thing is that tomorrow is the Super Bowl, but I had bought tickets to go see a musical instead. When I did so, I didn't realize that it was Super Bowl day, but then once I realized that that's what it was, and I thought, oh, I'm going to a musical instead, I thought, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. It was a trifecta. I know. So that's <laughs> Gays around the world realize it's the Super Bowl today. I mean, I, I think, think J-Lo I think... and Shakira are performing. So that's pretty cool. Oh, there's a football game happening at the J-Lo and Shakira concert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so I, I think I think Pete wins, actually, though, because yeah, like, he's we're recording a... a podcast, but he's in a musical yeah, right Yeah, now. he's like doing the opposite, <laughs> the gay opposite of a Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. That's it. A special thank you to Gene Roddenberry. I'm not going to explain it. Okay. Um, and thank you to Whoopi Goldberg for for two people loving each other. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Because we demand it. What do they say when they do this thing? Live long and prosper. Yeah, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to wear a cognac.